Hey, this is Jack Rogers. Hello, this is Olivia Valerio. This is Chris Hughes. This is Abby Bennett. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch with Bob Fredette and Tom Hall of Fame Haley. Wow. It's all brand new. It's a fresh season. Football. Cross country. Field hockey. Football. Soccer. You just don't know. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley. Take it away. Hey, the lawns are slowing down. Tomatoes are looking good. And it's time once again to bring back the inside pitch. Welcome back. I'm Bob Fredette from the Rutland Herald, along with Tom Haley and our engineer, George Nostrin, whose grandfather once changed Stephen Colbert's tire. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> welcome back. Summer's almost gone and fall sports are opening up this week. We're pretty pumped up here. You know, we've been kind of languishing away, just enjoying the summertime. But once you start talking to coaches and getting the idea of what's going to go on this season, the juices start to flow. And Tom Haley's about ready to launch himself right off that chair, I can tell right well, now. Well, <laughs> it's the best time of year. I mean, it's the beginning of school, the beginning of a new sports season. It's the renewal of a cycle, and there are so many great possibilities awaiting us. I know we're going to talk about each of the sports today, starting with football. Uh, You did the football preview. You've talked to all the coaches. I went to a bunch of uh, the first day of uh, preseason camps back on August 12th. And we're just revved up. I know the Saturday you're going up to Heinsburg for CVU Rutland. Uh, great D1 opener. Everything this first week tells so much, and yet it doesn't tell anything. And what I mean by that is, yeah, you finally get a read on uh, these teams under real game conditions. But then when it's over, you say, oh, who did they beat? We don't know who they beat. It takes two or three weeks to really get a handle on the pecking order. Actually, even even longer than that, when you consider things like uh, you know kids who maybe have reported late and can't get in their tent practices, or injuries, or just working out a new system, sometimes new coaches. There are so many variables in high school football that uh, I'm sure it makes the coaches head spin, and you know. Being the guy who like who, who arranges for the oranges and the buses is like what what I got to think about this too you know I've got you know, who am I going to start at left tackle this year so it's a lot of it takes quite a while to shake out Mike Norman always says it takes about five weeks to shake out yep and I think at that point that you really have a very good idea and you and have, in an eight week regular season <laughs> yeah that that that's a bunch of it yeah it is it is a lot of time that you spend doing that but. A lot of labor goes into that time, and you know you're just looking to be ready at the end of the season is all it amounts to. So, um, and there are, there are a lot of good matchups right off the bat. Uh, you didn't uh, uh, neglected to mention Friday night. I'm going to go watch Fairhaven play at Middlebury. Right. And Middlebury is one of the projected powers in Division One, and Fairhaven I think is going to surprise a lot of people I this do year, even with a transitional year and then a new quarterback, a new quarterback, a new coach. But I I agree with you. I think. Uh, Fairhaven will be in the hunt. Yeah, I, I think that's, they've got a lot of talent on that team. And uh, although they graduated quite a bit, 
I look for them. To, their style is going to be a little bit different this year. Obviously, with a with a quarterback like they've got in Evan Reed, they can throw the ball a lot if they want to. But but they've got guys who can run the ball. They've got a good line. Uh, and I think that you may look at Fairhaven to be more balanced, possibly a little bit more physical this year. And I think that would be something that really helps them as well because they used to use the running game as kind of a closer. Right. There in Zabo back there. Right. And now it's going to be uh, Evan Reed reading the defenses, and I've heard he's come along quite well with that. Right. And taking what the defenses give them. And that always makes yeah. for some interesting, interesting football. So. And of course, with, with, with Brian Grady's system, the way it worked last year was I mean, Evan Reed took all those other reps behind the uh, behind Cam Kaluti. So he, he got a lot of reps in practice and, and got to watch a lot. And He's, you know, I think he's probably a lot more mature and ready than most uh, first-year varsity starting quarterbacks. Well, he got a little bit of a more a more experience being a varsity starter with uh, Adam Greenleaf's baseball team last right. year. As it started, he was on the bench a lot. And as the season progressed, uh, just like Aubrey Ramey, really, those guys found themselves in more prominent roles. So right. I think that's got a big part of what you do on, on any any situation where you've got to be a leader. You have to have that confidence. Yep. And uh, he's had a, a very good preseason, and uh, they've got very high hopes at Fairhaven. But I tell you what, even though Burn Burton is out of that division this year, right. it's going to still be a dogfight. You drop down Brattleboro and Tyler Millerick and that great uh, his, his great athletic skills. Uh, you've got Bellows Falls, as always. Milton could be a comer. I think that you could have a very good good competitive race in Division Two. Oh, I think so. I mean, I, a lot of people might not be talking about Milton, but that veteran, that old wise veteran coach, Jim Provost, uh, you know, uh, if, he, if there's some pieces there to put together, he'll put it together. Oh, absolutely. As Grandma would say, he's no dumb bunny. That's right. Yeah, he knows his stuff. Right. So. Hey, we already touched on Division One, Division Two. But I know both of us are very excited about D3, and we have a little bit more local in D3 this year because Otter Valley has dropped down to D3. Yep. They might not be too bad. We know Pulteney getting uh, Levi Allen back and returning the quarterback and returning some other important parts is going to be pretty good. And then the team that I was very high on, I think you are too, and I kind of – Picked up on it, believe it or not, at 6 o'clock in the morning on August 12th, just from the eyeball test. I said, these guys look good in numbers and in body type. I thought they were in shape. And, and, and Stepler is back at running back. He was one of the best in the division. Uh, the quarterback is back. And now you add in the new piece, Brady Clark from Bellas Falls, his first year in the Cosmos Green, I think you've got the makings of a red-hot contender here. Well, Springfield has 10 starters back. Right. Okay, from both yep. sides of the ball, basically. So they're going to be the right, – right now what they want to do is build the depth because they've got very good starting people out there. They, they've got numbers to have depth. It's getting those other guys the reps, and I think that early in the season – that's going to be a big part of what they do down the road. Is Springfield really has to build that depth chart because if you look at the guys they throw on the field, you go, 
this is a very good uh, football team right yes. here. They've got a good line. They've got two quality running backs, perhaps the best in the division. Yep. Uh, they've got a quarterback who's got an entire year under his belt. A sophomore quarterback who's actually a veteran, yeah. Sam Presh. Yeah, and the guys are really picking up on his leadership. I mean, the coach told me this week, he talks in the, in the, in the uh, huddle and people are really listening to him. They trust him. Yeah. And that's a big thing. You've got to trust those guys. So, right. So uh, I think that that's going to be a really, really good football team. And the, the thing that I hate about it is we have to wait until the end of the season until they play Poldy. Oh, I know. That that could be the game. You're right. Yeah, it could be that's the game. That's one we yeah. have circled. Yeah. And and it's it's a huge game for Poldy. Imagine the fever pitch that day in that town because that's the day they have their senior walk as well. Right. The 100-yard walk. A lot of ceremony going oh, on yeah. there. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot more exciting than Dave Catman might make it sound. Yeah. Although okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty good. He was, he, yeah. Oh yeah. I, when oh, he yeah, was in yeah, here last I, year I, on I, our I, podcast. Yes, he was. He was. He was you a know? velvet fog. I, I don't know what got into him. Yeah. <laughs> but I think those are those are two very good football teams. Uh, I think you're right. Otter Valley. They've been uh, praised for their physicality, and Alex Pauly is their new quarterback this year. Yep. And it may harken back to a few years ago when they had that big Carson Leary combine. A little bit more read offense and a little bit more carrying the ball for the uh, the quarterback. So I think that's a potential for them to really. I mean, look at Alex Paul. The kid's two hundred pounds. He's a catcher. Okay. Right. Oh, I know. That's, it's not two hundred and thirty like Carson Leary, but he's on his way. He's only a junior. You know. I think that's going to be a big, big part of what happens here. And I think it's a a good, good early test for Pulteney right off the bat. Yeah, that's a. The bookends for Pulteney, Springfield and Otter Valley yeah. at each end. That's pretty good. Yeah. Those yeah. are two pretty good games. And um, also, the Otters are getting a little jolt from MSJ. Yes, they have. Uh, yep. I don't know what you – when I went there, it was the first day. You probably have more of an update. They were saying three to five from MSJ when I was there, including a big guy they think they can get the ball to as a tight end who's – kind of athletic that, that might do some damage. And uh, I, I think with the MSJ kids, you have some quality there. They do. They do. And, it, and they're big additions, and they're very happy with the way they've integrated into the rest of the team. Chance Passmore has already made a big impression. Right. As a, as a defensive back and as a receiver, he had two touchdowns in the scrimmage and had an interception in the same scrimmage. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, because the numbers aren't really, really great at, at Otter Valley. They're no. good. They're right. good. And anytime you have a Division three program with 30 or so players, you're in pretty good shape. I'm so happy not to be hearing much about 20 or 24 players on a football team this year. Yeah, it'd be, a, uh, it'd be uh, nice sometime to get an update from uh, Ramsey Worrell because he was really singing the blues about his numbers uh, being down in like 25. Uh, this is seventh year as a head coach, and he been an assistant before that and he says since he's been around this is the lowest yeah for well, numbers it's been well that's that's telling right there that's telling because a football program with as much success as right. woodstock has had and yeah really i mean they're they're an, a perennial contender they're there every year right and for that to happen there's well the, you you got to do something to turn that around because absolutely that that's absolutely. Needs, that needs some help you know absolutely and you know if 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 you think this is going to be a a show about uh, woe is me with numbers, it's not. Because what I found uh, making these phone calls in the preseason in a lot of sports and a lot of teams, numbers are actually up. 
is pretty good. I mean, I talked to Lori McClellan, um, Rutland girls soccer. She's usually low 30s, mid 30s in the program. Yeah. 46 this year. Yeah. Uh, and so on and so on. Even it's small schools like like Proctor, where a couple of years ago, practice it was like an 8, 8 a.m. practice. It got to be 8 a.m. And Chad Wilson is over by the corner of the tennis court, peering around the corner of Grove Street and Park Street, hoping for another car yeah. to get to 10 kids. Yeah. Well, I, and, I, and this year they've got 17, and the girls have 21. And, and I know the West Rutland girls' numbers are, are, are very healthy. And I find in most places, kids seem to be playing more again. Uh, I'm sure there are exceptions, but... I think numbers are tending to be up in a lot of places and a lot of sports. Well, from our sample size, if you're getting that, and I have too. I spoke to, I think, 16 coaches over the past week. Right. And I really haven't heard anybody complaining about numbers. Right. I think that the lowest I've heard was 30 at Mill River. And that's not bad. That's not bad if you keep people healthy. you can. You that's can... not bad, but, but the, the funny thing there is if you're talking only 30 for football, and then I know you did the boys' soccer preview, and maybe that's changed in the past week, but that looked kind of dire, uh, Mill River boys' soccer initially. Well, it, it, it didn't sound that way when I talked to the coach. Oh, good. It didn't good. sound that way. He it, was hoping you know. that, that would, they would get more. Now they're, now they they're, they're young. They're young, and yeah. they've got their most experience. He's putting right up the middle, starting with Tyler Regula in goal. Right. You know, and that, that's the right thing to do. And he's got a you know, hill, hill of a freshman striker. See how seamlessly we transitioned into boys' soccer? Wasn't that wonderful? I know. I, I was amazed that we did that. I, I don't even know how it happened. Hi, this is podcast engineer George Nostrin, the one that Bob and Tom are always heckling. If you're wondering where you can find the inside pitch, we post it on our website, every week under the sports drop-down menu. It's also shared on Facebook, Twitter, and you can find it on iTunes. If you have any questions, feel free to give me a call at 802-774-3036. Play ball. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, they've it was got a numbers thing. A numbers thing. Okay, well, anyway, they'll, they'll be using a freshman striker. That's one of the things that I noticed uh, among the high school boys teams is that there's, they have some young kids that they're trying out up front. Eli Rossi at Rutland High School is one of the other people who was in the mix there, you know. So, uh, and, and young goalies like uh, at MSJ, Peter Carlson's a freshman goalie. Uh, ben Adams is a new goalie out of Valley. Uh, now, is that the old goalie's son? Uh, I Danny don't know. Adams? I did not ask that. Oh, okay. I did not ask that. Uh, Danny Adams. Son, grandson. No, he's got a daughter that's a oh. freshman running cross country. Oh, okay, okay. So no, I I don't know. I didn't know the connection. So and another one, Cole Mata, who's is the freshman goalie at uh, at Fairhaven. Fairhaven, so, right? So it's it's going to be kind of cool watching some of these goalies. I and, know. Uh, and, and talking to Tim Dayton, uh, the Fairhaven boys soccer coach, even though Cole Mata is a ninth grader, he seemed to think he's got. I don't know if it's from club or you. He seems to think he's. Got a lot of experience in the net. He's aggressive, and he's yeah. he's a and the kid's in shape. He said he's a power lifter, so, right? And he covers his ground really well. So well, of course he's a power lifter. <laughs> his father run, runs a gym, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now that connection I did know about. Uh, yes, yes. So 
Um, so anyway, it's, it's, it's kind of neat watching in, in the boys' soccer there are going to be some transitions up right. front and in the back, you know, and I think that's a really kind of a cool thing to watch how people come along. On the other hand, you know, getting a freshman goal is like getting a freshman catcher or quarterback. You say, thank you, God, and you say, I hope you're around for four years because they're just going to get better and better and better and, and, right. be, and be a role model as well. So, Yep, absolutely. And, and uh, girls soccer, there's a few new goalies. Like, of course, we know Elise Magro has left. Uh, there's a, they're starting over. Um, but there's also some really, really good returning goalies like uh, Serena Coombs at West Rutland or, you know, people mm -hmm. like that. A uh, lot of experience, aggressive, fearless. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, it will be a fun season. And I think season. West Rutland mm -hmm. and Proctor are definite contenders. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see both of them, if the seeds work out, playing one another in the Division Four. State title game, Arlington, of course, had a sort of unexpected loss when uh, Tess Belknap decided to start her career early at Williams College. But they're still going to be good. They're still going to be very good. Uh, they got a great sweeper. They got Haley Madison. They'll be good. Uh, but I love Proctor in West Rutland's chances with Rachel Stumiller in goal for Proctor and uh, Serena Coombs for West Rutland. What a great place to start. And they both have numbers and a lot of talent all over the field. And, of course, each one of them, boys and girls, is each other's homecoming appoint, uh, mm -hmm. opponent, as yeah. is always the case. Yeah. And those are going to be great games. Yeah, that, that is a great matchup. And it, it attracts a lot of attention no matter where. It's like field day or something. It you know? is. It's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They really get up for it. You know? Face painting, concession. That, uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> just, you know, and great soccer. I love that about, yeah. about the small communities and band together and form these kinds of rivalries and make it something special for the entire day, you know, and it's. It's something to look forward to. You know, I don't suppose you've got that circled on the calendar someplace here. You know, oh, the yeah. Dates, but, oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you'll the, be. <laughs> the one at Proctor is right at the end. Right at the end. Oh, yeah, okay. maybe the last game even. I, I don't remember, but but I think it, I think it is actually. And uh, Fairhaven girls soccer. Remember two years ago, all those freshmen like the twins, Megan and Emma Ezzo, uh came on the scene, and now that whole class is juniors and and De Emma Ezzo back in the goal and they're going to be good they're going to be really good and uh, I, I just think in, in Rutland County we're going to have a lot of good soccer on both the boys side and the girls side this is the inside pitch the Rutland Herald's local sports podcast Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Well, I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, well, now, what about the other team? We're talking about Division Four soccer here because we're talking West Rutland and Proctor. Uh, Arlington, I know they always circle them on their calendar, but is oh, there yeah. anybody else that really who just kind of stands out in there? You know, I think MSJ, of course, is still coming back. They're, they're still a ways away. Uh, Chris Hughes mentioned to me, uh, he thought the contenders, he's the 
the Proctor girls soccer coach, of course, he thought the contenders would be Arlington, his own Proctor Phantoms, West Rutland, and a Rivendell team that is now down in Division Four. He thought they oh, would be. Okay. He thought they would be a team to beat. Okay. Okay. And that's a team that we're not going to know a whole heck of a lot right now. But right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that a lot of teams saw Rivendell over this past weekend because there was a big jamboree over there. Oh, okay. And I haven't heard much about them, but, uh, you know, in fact, uh, Burton was there. Suzanne Mears, she always has a good team. Yeah. She's a heck of a coach, you know. And, of course, they'll have those games with Rutland. I think those will be great games this year. Yeah. The Rutland BBA girls games. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. But I want to get back to uh, the boys' soccer just a little bit here because we didn't cover a whole heck of a lot of it. But, uh, you know, you look at look at some of these teams, like that Fairhaven team, on the boys' side, I think they're going to be – they didn't lose very much to graduation. Right. Uh, they, they've got a little more sound on their system. You know, they've got uh, they've got some good offense up front. And I think that uh, they – if they're not if they're not one of the top teams, I think they're going to be in the in the running for the most improved team. That's where I think you've got to start. I, I, I think they'll be much better, but we've got to remember they had a long way to come up from. Right. Uh, that was a for, – for a lot of years – that's been a pretty lean program, and I think uh, Tim Dayton is injecting it with some new enthusiasm. I think to reach 500 would be a, a feather in their cap. I mean, that would be that, that would be ground that they haven't reached in quite a few years. It's been a while, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they were a two-win team last year, and right. Uh, They've taken it on the on the on the uh, the kisser. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but you know that they, they've had some tough times. But it's nice to see teams emerging and coming back and, and starting to build a program again. And when you do it with young kids, that makes it even better because you're going to have those kids around for a while. MSJ is in that position. Uh, I I know that uh, they've got uh, Josh Souza has got you know a lot of, a lot of holes to fill between graduations and defections. That MSJ has really got to put things together, and they're going to right. be a small team this year, but they want to come out and they want to compete, and they want to use their speed to offset people's size, and uh, they just want to get better, and they're very enthusiastic. I think that's a great thing. You got to have some enthusiasm. Yep. On the other hand, you've got you got Proctor, which which had Saul Parker in the goal, uh, but he could be playing up front or playing on because, defense uh, because Ian French right. Ian uh, French, is yeah. looking like he's, he's grown six Ian inches. Ian French played, I think, most of the game the other day in the scrimmage at the uh, at the polo fields. I think Ian was in the cage probably the most. So, uh, yeah, they, they, they've got some – Chad Wilson has some flexibility there. Well, I'll tell you what, if he's in the cage and he's good, when you put him back there, you know, with uh, with some of the – with uh, Joe Valerio – Right, you know, and uh, you know, the rest of their defense is going to be really, really good because they got oh yes oh, oh just it just escapes my my mind who they got from MSJ but Logan Starling Logan Starling tremendous sweeper I don't, I don't want to jump ahead to winter because I love the fall but <laughs> I know I know you're a basketball guy Bob Logan Starling Joe Valerio and Crossman and Crossman, three right. three-point shooters. Yeah, two of them of which have come over from MSJ. Yeah, that'd be 
be tough to guard out there. That'd be tough to guard out there. I'm sure that. Uh, <laughs> well, you I, mentioned Logan Sterling. That was I, the first I thing know, I thought of. I know. I, <laughs> I get it. I get it completely. You know, it's 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 kind of weird that 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 uh, MSJ's mm. basketball program is taking kind of a hit because Joy yeah. Joy Jean Cole's left the program as well. Yes, yeah, she's a rolling he's high. He's a rolling high. So I'm kind of like wondering what what the what basketball season's going to look like. But I can almost guarantee you right now, Jake Eaton's been drawing up plans oh, and yeah. drawing up plays for at least a month and a half. Yeah, you know, so but uh, that, that's interesting. That's interesting, but yeah, but uh, getting back to soccer, I think Proctor is going to be really, really good. So, and West Rutland, although they, when you lose Eric Maxim, who's the state's all-time leading boys soccer scorer, you got to feel that. But if the other team can't score, you can't lose. Yeah, that defense is intact. That defense is including Kyle be, Laughlin, yeah. the last line of defense. Yeah, that's a tough, tough team that you're looking at here. So I, I don't expect Western Rutland to, to really skip much of a beat at all. I think that the more of, more of a focus will be on on possessing the ball, and being a little bit more cautious and looking for holes up front and playing great defense. And hey, listen, there's not a soccer coach in the world that's going to that's going to turn his nose up at winning one nil. That's so, no. uh, <laughs> a W is a W is a W. A W is a W is a W, exactly. So I think they're going to be really, really good. I don't I don't take anything for granted as far as they're concerned. Um, you know, and some other teams are going to be – well, I, in the county, the soccer is going to be good. It's, you have oh, a lot yes. to look forward to. Yes, it so. absolutely is. And in the county, so is the field hockey. So is the field hockey. I knew we were going to get because around the, the field Otter, hockey. Because go. Otter Valley and Rutland are – uh, I mean, I, uh, of course, Rutland lost some marquee players for sure, like Ella Baraldi and, and Francia Torre. Those are great, great players and, and some others. I don't want to leave anyone out. But they've got numbers. They have really good players back. They have a great Otter rivalry with Otter Valley. And Otter Valley is scary. I mean, I went to South Burlington last year for the – semifinal game and they played the Mount Abe right to the hilt. I mean and and they're all back just about. I mean, they're gonna be the otters are gonna be very tough. They're a team to get excited about. Well I I haven't seen them play in a little, little bit, but uh I trust you. <laughs> they don't <laughs> and they're... they and from the numbers and reading your preview and the people that they have back, you know you know, there's you you read that preview and there's like not one name there that you don't recognize. Exactly. So you know that's really exactly. a, yeah, that's that means a lot right there. So I'm looking forward to them being a really good team this year. Rutland always has a good program. Uh, I wish your field weren't so bumpy. But right. Other than that, uh, I think that's a really good program. And uh, and, and you know, the field number field hockey numbers are dwindling. Mount Anthony with no field hockey program. No field this year. hockey. That just but, blows but my mind. But don't forget one thing. Mount Anthony is one of the few, the only school in the South that has volleyball. And volleyball has become a big draw. So that's some of that. And, of course, the girls' soccer program at Mount Anthony has been good. They ended Rutland season last year in a shootout. And uh, that was a tough day for Mount Anthony Athletic Director Ashley Hoyt to have to tell those kids, no program. Yeah. We just can't do it. So at least a few of them, I know, went over to Burn Burton. And uh, so the ones that want to play badly are still getting to play. But uh, 
no, you're right. Uh, that we, we, you know, I think we talked about in so many schools and so many sports this fall. The numbers are pretty good, but there's an example where the numbers were the death knell for the program. Yeah, yeah, but at least the programs that are still alive are, are becoming, well, better. Right. Really, I mean, just through their own. Uh, through their own efforts and from from school to school, which has really become a, a huge. I mean, you know, it's you don't you don't get pie, you buy a, a season when you don't hear a lot of stories about school to school, right? And wondering who's going where and uh, are they enrolled or are they just playing uh, you know on loan? So right. But that's keeping a lot of programs alive, and I think that's that's the wave of the future, really. In a lot of sports, you see it more and more in football. Yep. And and when you and you and you see it when you see ha- when it happening in the sports that don't require a lot of people on the field. Then you right. know it's really keeping programs alive, and uh, we're all for that. Anything that oh, keeps yes. kids playing is uh, is worth it, as far as we're concerned. So. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that that was one of the, the 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 big points of discussion in Montpelier at the Vermont Principals Association meeting that girls volleyball in the North has exploded. Uh, they have a lot of teams. Uh, the, the the caliber of play has leaps and bounds it's just so much better uh but in the south is nothing mount anthony and yeah. of course they have to play massachusetts and new york teams as opposed to traveling all the way into chittenden county every time they want to play a game yeah yeah but that hey, that's what you've got to do and you know they're lucky they're they're in a rather compressed area down there right in terms of having schools in massachusetts and new york right. so being right on the border has that benefit, and they have long-term. You know, even when even when we didn't have problems with numbers, they were playing a lot of those schools, right? And in a lot of different sports, and it's it's really good to have. That. I hope we don't lose them like we lost pulling the football. You oh, know, I know. But but whatever they can do to keep the program going and to keep kids interested in it, right. it's just a right. positive here. Absolutely, so. yeah. We don't want to lose another one. Of course, we lost MSJ football. I asked at the meeting about Missisquoi and. They have not thrown in the towel. I mean, they're going JV this year with an eye on the future. Uh, so at, at least Missisquoi, Missisquoi at least still has a program, a, a football program. And uh, Rutland County cross country, I think most of the excitement come the big day, uh, October 26th, I think it is, state championship in Thetford, probably going to be generated by Mill River. Who have a each have a runner uh, each the boys team and the girls team each has a runner that can really make some noise and maybe even make a run at a title or a or a top five at the states and that being Brogan Giffen for Mill River boys and Annika Heinz for the Mill River girls they should they have the potential to make a huge splash statewide this year well, individually individually yes well you know the thing is it, as long as we have kids running you know it, it doesn't matter if it's a team i mean right. you'd prefer to have a team but well, they do have a full team in mill river uh barely they're four and four they're in division oh. three this year so it only takes four runners to score in d3 so you know barring injury they're okay there um and uh i i think you know i think mill river is going to cause a lot of excitement in September 3rd, right around the corner, next Tuesday, you covered the meet last year down here at, at Pine Georgetti, Hill Park. At Georgetti, yes, yeah. At Georgetti, and uh, that, that same meet will be back 
and that will be our first look at uh, all the uh, the area cross country runners and teams. Okay, well, our time is up. We just put the whole fall season in a nutshell for you. And we're ready for Mike Norman. And we're ready for Mike Norman next week. Yeah, yeah, be sure and join us next week because uh, we have a Rutland High School football coach, Mike Norman. I don't know if I'm stepping all over our promo, George, but yeah, you don't care. <laughs> Mike Norman's won eight state championships. He's got a team with a bunch of linemen and, you know, no, no horses to carry the ball. At least we don't know who they are. Because Coach always gives us his starters on the first day because he right. likes to keep it that way and give kids the opportunity to win their jobs. So uh, looking forward to a big weekend ahead. I'll tell you what, the juices always get flowing. I'm sure you've got that Christmas morning feeling all about you right now, Tom. So we'll, uh, uh, we'll try to calm you down a little bit oh. and, and then just send you on your way and we'll see what happens. So thank you once again for joining us. For Tom Haley, George Nostrin, I'm Bob Fredette. We'll catch you next time on The Inside Pitch. This is the Inside Pitch.